that you would speak to each of us, that you would help us to hear your word as we reflect on your scripture together. Amen. Be seated. So, some of you may know, the Flaters know this very well, but our family got six day old chickens on April 12th of this past spring. We welcomed them into our home, and of course, we named them right away some silly names. We've got Phoebe, Bat. Girl, not bad girl, bat girl, jumper scoops and Olivia. One was a rooster we had to give back to the farm. But we helped them, we nurtured them, we brought them into our home and put them in a small bin. We gave them the light, we got the food for them, we held them in our hands, took photos. We spent weekends after weekends after weekends building their run and getting their coop all ready and then so excited when they were ready to go out into the run and the coop. We took them outside to experience the fresh spring air and all was well until one day I saw one of our chickens on top of our fence. So we have a fenced-in yard, and, you know, they have this pretty big run, but we let them out of the run to, you know, get to the t- any ticks in our yard and Japanese beetles. And so I would let them out and go about my day and start cleaning the house until I saw scoops on top of our fence. And then he was in our front yard. And we have a very busy street. And so immediately, I didn't even think dropped everything, got Jonah with me, because he's very good at catching these chickens, called out to Jonah. I said, Jonah, we got to go outside. Scoops is in the front yard. And so we ran outside, just not even thinking about it. We left the door open. I'm sure my dog started wandering around. Went after Scoops. We dropped everything to save our little chicken. And then we brought her back into the yard, finally. And I noticed my hands were shaking, my heart was pounding, and we were so excited that Scoops had make it, made it back into the yard, safe and sound. And this was all over a chicken. I, I eat chicken every day, but these <laughs> chickens... Well, they're my chickens, right? And I've nurtured them, and I love them so much. They've become part of our family. They're special chickens to us. So when one got out, I didn't even have to think about it. Of course I would run after her to bring her back into the place that we've made that would keep her safe and sound. Now, I know that losing a chicken might not be something that's on your radar if you don't have backyard chickens, but I think we've all had that experience of losing a phone or knowing someone that's lost a phone, right? And you wouldn't even think that someone would not drop everything to look for their phone. And why is this? Well, so with the chickens, I know that they are going to face danger when they're outside of the coop. They could get hit by a car, We have coyotes in our neighborhood that could tear them apart, hunt them down. And at best, if they were able to be safe from all of that, they need water to survive. And they quickly become dehydrated and die. Of course, we know when we lose a phone, 
It almost instantly goes, it's stolen and lost forever. So we drop everything to look for a chicken, to look for a phone. How much more does God drop everything to look for us when we've wandered off? Today we find Jesus sitting with sinners, and people are wondering what he's doing, hanging out with all these sinners. And he tells us these parables that have become so, so familiar to so many of us. He tells us the parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. And all this, Jesus is reminding us, if you're going to go running after a chicken, if you're going to stop everything to go look for that phone, how much more will God in heaven run after you when you've gone astray? You're not a chicken. You are a precious child of God. And our scripture tells us that you know, God did not get you at a day old. He knew you before you were born. He formed you in your mother's womb. In scripture, we hear that God loves us over and over and over and over again. That he formed these communities of faith to help us grow in our faith, to feel God's peace and love for us, and to love one another. And ultimately, he gave us Jesus. He sent us his only son to save us from sin. So if I'm going to run after a chicken, if we're going to run after our phone, you better believe God is going to run after you when you go astray. I think for some of us, we may be thinking, okay, going astray, sin, uh, Yes, I can think of several things. Some of us may think, well, we're all sinners. I know I sin every day, and I, I don't even, I'm not even aware of the ways that I'm sinning, but I, I'm, I know we are all sinners. For others, it's kind of, well, I'm not really sure, you know, how I've gone astray. I feel I'm here. I feel pretty good about my faith right now. I feel, you know, I'm walking with the Lord. I think sometimes... We can go astray in ways that are a little bit harder to pinpoint. can almost be just a slow moving away. I had this experience after we went on vacation, actually. And if some of you remember last year, I had this goal of decluttering my house in a year. And here we are a year later. <laughs> And school's beginning, and my husband is getting really wrapped up in his schoolwork. We're busy, 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 running around one morning. School is starting, and the clutter is everywhere. I've been really diligent about it, but I just felt so overwhelmed in that moment. For some reason, things that normally I didn't, didn't bother me or stress me out seemed like unmovable mountains. And I found myself at the kitchen table just going, I can't do this. I'm so overwhelmed. Sometimes it's not that we've strayed off in a particular way or we can pinpoint it or just generally believe, yes, of course I'm a sinner. 
Sometimes it's this sort of slow movement away from our center in God. And God pursues us no matter how we've stepped away. No matter what we've done, he pursues us. He runs after us. He drops everything. Because God knows, well, you might not get hit by a car like the chicken, but boy, do we, when we stray, there are so many people out there, so many groups, so many organizations, so many companies who are ready to sell you something for that loneliness, that anxiety, that depression, that feeling of being overwhelmed, whatever it may be, there's plenty out there to distract us from God. And so God runs after us as we're hit by all these messages. And God runs after us when we step away in whatever way that we step away. Because he knows that while we may not be torn apart by a coyote, if we've stepped away in, in, in such a way, in such a sin, it can tear us apart inside. And we've all, I think, at times had that experience of stepping away in such a way that we start to experience guilt or shame, may even experience estrangement depression, loss of hope. And you better believe God's running after you, drops everything to pursue you when you've stepped away in these ways. And God runs after us when we have that experience of slowly moving away. When we feel our spirits begin to wither and thirst, God pursues us. We may have escaped the hit of messages from the world. We may have not felt that torn apart feeling inside. But the Lord pursues us strongly. He's, he drops everything when we start to feel parched, dry. You know, it would be a lot easier for God to just kind of let us wander, but instead he sprints after us. And so here I am at the kitchen table, my head in my hands, and I go, God, I'm so overwhelmed. I need help. And later in the day, I'm looking through my emails, and someone in a community listserv that I'm a part of emails and says, I'm in between jobs. I'm looking for work and love to help you out. I'm a handyman. I love working around homes. And I emailed him immediately and he came to my home. And of course, cleaning and getting something checked off was helpful, but still there were these mountains, right? And I just was in this sort of treadmill mode until we started talking about our faith. And he began sharing about how God was moving in his life. And suddenly, I was brought back in Suddenly, I was brought back into God's heart for me. Suddenly, I was reminded of how God is our authority, that he has all power, that he can move mountains. And suddenly, those unmovable mountains started to fade, and in place, 
of worry, anxiety, overwhelmingness, I felt God's peace and surrender. So I want you to notice here, not only does God pursue you if you've wandered off in some way, not only does he drop everything to sprint after you, but when he runs after you, it's not for judgment, it's not for shame or punishment. It's to bring you back into this space of safety, of God's heart for you, his love, and his everlasting peace that surpasses all understanding. Because he loves you more than anything. God pursues us. And as we come back in, we hear in our scripture today that all of heaven rejoices as we come back in to the heart of God. So in the week ahead, look over your spiritual life. Are there places you can actually pinpoint and say, that was not right, that was sinful? That's where I walked away a little bit. Are there places where you actually feel thirsty for the Lord? Thirsty for that peace? Places in your soul that you feel dried out? Start to look around you and see the ways that God is pursuing you. The ways that God is hot on your heels. And know that he is pursuing you to cut you back into his love, into his loving arms, into his peace. And as you come back in, the choir of angels is singing over your return. So let us stand and pray together. Almighty Father, we give you thanks that you give us so much, that you bless us so richly. You've given us our lives, and Lord, you walk with us wherever we are. God, I pray that you would reach down and touch all of us who feel we've gone astray. Help us to see how you are pursuing us. Help us to see that no matter what state we're in, that you love us. Help us to see as we come back in, you're rejoicing your joy over our return. We pray all this through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.